Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. So much here today as we just dive into this, and, um, and, and, and it's going to be a great day. And if you don't know what's about to happen the rest of the day, uh, I would just encourage you to ask some questions because it's going to be fun. Um, on behalf of everybody here at Centerpoint and all of our staff, our leaders and everything else, uh, we just want to wish you and your family a very, very, very Merry Christmas. And we hope to see you in, in the loft on New Year's Eve uh, for our bash uh, as we just welcome in 2019 and, and we just sort of gather around uh, and just pray, welcome, just have some songs and, and just enjoy it. And, and the second thing before we even get into today, um, what I'd like to at least, at least acknowledge, okay? Uh, Jeff will talk about it a little bit more later on in our give back portion, but man, our Jesus gift, it's, it's over $5,000 right now. So I just want to celebrate that. Thank God for everything you guys are doing. And, and if you still want to give, you can do that. And so as you guys continue just to, to do immeasurably more, thank you so much. Um, the other thing, man, for people who were able to connect and ring some bell this week uh, at Walmart and other places that we were able to ring some bells, uh, supposedly, we, 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 we did an amazing job with ringing the bell with music, Buddy Elf, and everything else. Literally, uh, people were just engaged and, and gave a, a little bit extra. Uh, I can't share this guy, this elderly man. Uh, he looked at me twice and said, did you lose a bet? And I said, no, this is what I wear, man. He said, well, it's worth a $20 bill then. And he put it in there. So... I'll just say it that way, you know, dress up as Buddy the F and you might make some money. Um, it's just been awesome to see what you're doing through your give, giving because generosity changes lives, okay? And then yesterday with the Blitz, come on, y'all, man, it was just good. It was good to see what God does with your generosity. And I, and I can testify, okay, I can testify. Um, I watched a woman. Now, there's some amazing things that take place, and the giving is, is just off the charts. Uh, but there was a woman who uh, basically um, just has had it hard this semester. Just a quick storyline before we dive, dive in today. But like, we were able to come alongside their family and, and to give them a, 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 just a, a, a small financial gift uh, that, that can help them through this, this winter season. And uh, it's because of your giving we were able to do that. But the storyline is, is like this, you know, the, 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 mo- the mother died, uh, the father died, grandmother takes him in, now grandfather's got cancer, the, the uncle is, is literally it, it now sick, and, and, and so you have somebody that is helping out, and the only person that can help work and take care is, is grandma and, and the wife of the uncle. Now, y'all, I don't know what your life looks like, but in your all reality, they have it hard. And we were able just to come alongside and a couple of our leaders, strategic leaders, and just came alongside and just wanted to love on them. It changed everything because her face went to just like broken to just priceless. She melted there in that lobby and it was beautiful. So don't tell me generosity doesn't change lives. And you were able to do that. And I was the byproduct of getting to witness it. But I'm just telling you, man, it moved me. If that's my Christmas for 2018, so be it because it was awesome. And I just wanted to share that with you because it, it, it really was simply amazing. Uh, so as we just dive into what you know, generosity looks like into 2019, man, we're just excited because you guys are really knocking it out of the park. 
And, um, and before we just, one more thing. I, I feel like a, an announcement, broken record. Jeff's already mentioned it once, but, you know, there's some more of these. There's a couple more back there. And, and if you don't have a ticket, that's okay. Just, just come anyway and be a part. But grab one and share it with your neighbor. What we know is, is eight out of ten people, if they get something like this, they'll show up. Uh, especially if you invited them. Now, if you just go dump it on all the cars at Walmart or they're inside, you know, a gas station, they might not. But if they, you personally invite them, they will probably more than likely show up. And so I don't know who you've invested into this week or who you've invited, but I do know it changes lives, and so that's up to you. So before we jump in, who's ready for Christmas? Anybody? All right, that's the two people. Two, two people out of everybody. I just spit on the front row. So, you know, who's ready for Christmas? Any, any last-minute shoppers? Anybody looking for that great deal, right? Um, what about m- maybe this, this week has just been so overwhelming, all right, because you just know what's coming, and you, you're just looking forward for it to slow down. Anybody? No one? Everybody just, okay, get one clapper, okay. Okay, we're going to have some fun today. I mean, this is, a, this is like an acoustical set. Just, like, just, we're going to chill out a little bit today. We're just going to engage you, so if you don't talk back, it's going to be the next boring 30 minutes of your life. So, I mean, you just wasted 30 minutes. You could have slept in bed, hit the snooze bar, and come tonight. But, uh, but seriously, who's ready for Christmas? Okay, now we have five people clapping, and I promise you there's more, people are listening online, there's more than five people in here, it's just they're still sleeping. So, but here's what I've noticed over the past couple weeks, all right? Don't go to Walmart. You know, shopping lines are like nuts around here, and so for those who don't know where we live, like Walmart is the place, it, it really is, it's the only place to shop, and so the lines are like crazy, and, and, and what, here's the thing that I noticed the other night, all 25 lanes were open. And it was still crazy. I mean, it was back out. And the only reason I got up to the front of the line is because I wore Buddy the Elf. Somebody said, oh, you're looking for, yes, I am. They just ushered me right on up, man. I got to cut everybody. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just a confession. But, you know, what about Elf quotes? Like Elf quotes, anybody? A little bit? Yeah, a couple people. Okay. Favorite movies? Christmas Vacation, Christmas Carol, anybody? Charlie Brown Christmas? Thank you. See, I think it's a Christmas movie, too. It is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I didn't say I watched it. It's rated R. No, I said I did that. But, you know, it's a good movie. Uh, What what about just those favorite traditions? Late nights, right? Or what about parents? Come on. Late night, put them together. Whatever obstacle in your way that's a Christmas package that's supposed to be put together and it's not, and then the words are in Chinese, right? Those are moments that you just wonder, right? What about the kids wonder? Like the joy of just the wonder, like the excitement and the zeal of, of like, you know, my son came in there the, last night. And he's like, what day is it? I was like, you know, it's, it's, it's the 22nd. And he's, so tomorrow's like Christmas Eve. I said, no. He's, and I said, what's the matter? He said, I'm just getting so excited. And I was like, it's the wonder, right? It's the wonder. It's just fun to be around. You know, the candle lights, tradition, carols, cookies, and more cookies, right? Milk, gifts. Who loves gifts? You know, Christmas, Christmas is here. Christmas is here. And, and, and if you're not ready for it, I want you to lean into this. Here it comes. If you're not ready for it, then maybe you fully don't understand it. If you're not ready for it, then maybe you fully don't understand it. And today I want to tackle this in a way that, that I pray will awaken your heart and will allow you to lean in and experience Christmas in a totally different way for those who are here. And so it's not just a season. It can't be just another season. 
If it is a season, then we've missed it. We've totally missed the light. Those wise men sought out for years, by the way. It wasn't just, oh, there it is. Oh, let's go. No, it took years to get there. So we want this to be a a moment today where we lean in and we, we gravitate to not just a day, but where it becomes a heartbeat of your life. And so over the past three weeks, what we've communicated is there's a different season we experience with God in life. And and what we want to fully understand, fully gravitate toward is you're never alone. You're never alone. Because of this word we engaged on week one, and that word was this, incarnation. Incarnation. And I know it's a big theological term that we could dive into, but, but you can read all about it on the internet if you want to. And I've had years of seminary, and I'm just going to be honest with you, it still confuses me a little bit, if we're just honest. But the easiest way to break it down is, is for seminary, you know, made easy or for the dumb people. And, and the, you know, that's me. And, and so you just condense it down, right? And so incarnation, three words, God became flesh. It's that simple. God became flesh. And this is also found in the Bible. In John 1.1, in verse John 1.14, in the beginning was the word and the word was, was with God and the word was God. And in, in verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You see, we've seen his glory and the glory of the one and the one of the son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, it's already been set in motion. It's the word. So today I hope you experience how, how we are never alone because he's made his dwelling with us. And what we've learned in week one is this. We, we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but the truth is we get to intimately know him where? In the valleys. And see, some of you have been in the valley for a long time because you're scared to move forward because you're surrounded. You're surrounded. But if you remember the songs we've been singing like battles, fight my battles, who's around you fighting your battles for you? It's God. There's a reason why we sing it. You're always surrounded by God. You just got to be able to see it. So you walk through that valley of the shadow of death. You will fear no evil, evil because he is with you. And that's when you see true life change that can begin to change other lives all around us. We too, we talked about how most of the time we come out of the valley. We come out of that valley and then all of a sudden we find ourselves where? In the wilderness. We find ourselves in the wilderness and we're like, what is going on? I just went through this, but it's a dense forest. It's a dense wood and we're just feel so desperately lost. But see, in that moment of, of feeling desperately lost, God's whispering. He's whispering, so you will come flying to him. We, we actually want him to start screaming at us so we feel like, but he wants to get our undivided attention by whispering because there's something really important in that quote. He whispers in the wilderness because he wants us really close to him. He wants us really, really close because Satan, <laughs> Satan screams. He screams his lies and he tries to mess us up. He tries to trip us up, but God, he whispers. He whispers so he can keep us close. And then in week three, last week, we talked about the storms and how they sneak up on us and, and rock our worlds, don't they? they? They disrupt our lives. 
and it caused havoc on everything around us. But what matters the most is who's in your boat in that moment. Who is in your boat? If Jesus is in our boat, when we realize, we realize it, it changes everything. We, we have a saying around here, when, when Jesus enters the house, it changes everything. If Jesus is on your boat, you ain't got nothing to worry about. It's just that simple. And what we realize is this in this moment, this statement, this huge statement of faith is this. Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to, to doubt the presence of God. And so many people just see the darkness around the storm and they feel isolated, they feel all alone, and they just start doubting God. Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. And now, if we wish to just quickly pull this whole sermon series back to just one verse. This whole sermon is series is wrapped around this one idea that comes from Matthew's gospel in, in verse 123, and it says this. Matthew said, look, the virgin will conceive a son, and, 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 and they will call him Emmanuel. Say it with me, church, which means God with us. God with us. Say it, come on, say it loud. God with us. Do you believe it? Do you believe God is with us? If you do, look at your neighbor, go ahead and tell him. Tell him right there, go ahead, sit near your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, God with us. Look at your neighbor, tell him, God with us. Come on, let's get it live. God with us, right? Tell him. Look at him, say, God is with you. And if God is with us, do you believe it all the time? Why do you allow storms to just take you off track? Why do you get lost in the wilderness? Why do you fail in the valleys? If you say it, do you mean it? I want to just, to, just to literally today just to strip away all the bumpers that could be in your way. Uh, whatever is holding you back and it's holding you hostage, and maybe it's just the, the I don't have all my Christmas presents yet. The shopping's not done. I don't know how it's going to get done. I just want you to experience God with us for the next little bit. Do you really believe it? Or is it just during critical times? What I've noticed over my season of being in these type of shoes as a leader is most people only cry out to God when there's a critical moment. There's a critical moment where something comes up and we start desperately leaning into God and we cry out to him. God with me. God, are you there? <laughs> He's always been there. He's never what? Left you or forsaken you. He will always be there. God, is it just in the mountaintops? And here's what I know. There's some people around here in the culture that we grew up in that would say some really religious stuff that, if we're honest, doesn't even make any sense. And it's not even biblical. But... They say it because that's how or what they know in their opinion of God with us. They'll say some funny things that doesn't make sense. And I just want to let you know, he's always been here. It's just up to you to receive it. Even though we may not feel God's presence with us, maybe that's not his fault. Maybe it's because we're the ones rejecting his love, rejecting his grace, rejecting his favor, his presence, which puts us in a pretty dangerous spot in the environments that we currently live. 
these moments that, that may feel like he's not with us, but the truth is he is here. And we just don't have eyes or ears to see or to receive it or to open it or to open up God's greatest gift to the world, which changes everything, doesn't it? You see, it's, it's about like this Christmas present. You know, it's, it's amazing Christmas present. It's shiny. It's got a big bow, and it might not be the biggest package, but it, it's, it's a big package, right? It, 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 I love Christmas, by the way, and, and I love gifts, and I love being able to share it. And, you know, there's just something giddy about it, right? You, you sort of see that shiny bow, and you, you, you see it, and you start to get giddy. You're just like, wow, what's in it? You, you've, already asked, you've already asked yourself, what's in it? Like, I wonder what's in it. Could be, what is it? You know, and then, you, and then we got these people, don't you? Anybody? Who's one of those guys, right? You're like, oh, yeah, it's Legos. You know, Legos, by the way, are awesome. They're just, but it's so easy to figure out. But some people, some of you guys are like this. Like, you, you will open it up, and, and, you, and then you'll tape it right back. Oh, yes. Anybody? Come on, admit it. You're in church. See, we got some right there. Some of you are guilty. You know what I'm talking about. That's why we have to double wrap and put an alarm on it, by the way. And some of you are even, you know, even worse. Like, you, you'll, you'll even try it on and everything. I mean, you're all just, like, horrible. So, um, but, like, who, who's the person in here that, like, you know, that gently opens up every corner? And, like, they're saving the wrapping paper for next year. Anybody? Like, and you, can, you can confess this. We're in, a safe, we're in a safe place, right? And the other funny thing is that there's, there's some people just, like, ripping it open, and they're just going for it, and they're just shredding it, you know? And they don't care what, they don't even care about the next door person sitting there. They're, they're throwing elbows, man. They're just, they're in it, right? Some of you are that person. But the one thing I do know is this about a gift. If you never open it, nothing happens. If you never open it, you never get to experience what's on the inside. I mean, you can walk around with the rest of your life going, I've got a gift. It's got my name on it. Look at the bow. It's just so, it matches my shirt. I mean, you, you could do that for the rest of your life. You could show up at church every single Sunday and go, I look good, don't I? And it not make no difference. You could literally do that. But until you open this box, you don't know the fulfillment, what should be in your life. You see, it's crazy to think that if you just sit here and you get a chance to open it and then you start to unwrap it and you really start to open it and the joy starts to overcome because it's so special. It's so special. Something so small could change everything. I was given this over 17 years ago from a friend. Our first nativity set when we got married as a couple. He passed away this past year. His name was Mr. Steve Fagenbush. And he said, I just wanted to give you something as a wedding gift. And they said, I hope it changes everything. <laughs> 17 years later, I'm talking about it from the stage. Somebody that really 
encouraged my walk. Loved on me enough to point me in the right direction. Loved on our family. But something so small changes everything. And I want you to experience that same thing. Don't allow just a box to have your name on it and never open up the most important thing that could change your life. Because it, it mattered. Can you go back in time with me and just, and just for the sake of going back in time and try to experience what Jesus felt? I mean, he's hanging out. He's hanging out literally with, with, uh, with, with God. And he's sitting there just debating about what to do because the world was dark. Those, those years from Malachi in our Old Testament to Matthew, those were 400 years of silent nights looking for hope, looking for light, looking for change. And there was no change. There was nothing. And they were looking for Emmanuel found in Isaiah. Something was talked about 700 years before that time. They were looking for this. They were searching desperately because the world was in chaos. And then in Matthew, 400 years later, he's born. Unto us, what? A child is born. Wise men came from afar. Shepherds came. People started singing and rejoicing. They sung loud for all to hear. It changed the way that we, we approach Christmas. They told everybody. They couldn't shut up about it. They, they wanted to allow others to experience this. A couple of months ago, we were able to go up to the Ark Encounter up in northern Kentucky. And, and there's this one section on the third floor, if you've ever been to it. It's pretty remarkable. It's a timeline, okay? The timeline is, is, is probably about 30 feet long. And it's, it's literally got the history of everything that's ever happened. And it's about eight feet tall. And, and it sort of just starts to dictate like what took place in this history and who was the king here and, and who was this and who was there. And, and all of a sudden it gets to this point, right? At, you know, and, you know here's, the, here's the world's timeline. And all of a sudden it gets over here, way over here. And like, if you wish to look at the timeline, like we're right here, but like right here is where Jesus entered it. And I think that for me, when I saw that, I'm like, it wasn't, it literally was just a couple years ago. But we act like it was just a story or fairy tale. Hey, we, we talk about it like it was so long ago. But if you look at it in this timeline, you sort of see King Herod and what he did. You see, you see all the other people and then all of a sudden you see baby Jesus and you're like, he's not really baby Jesus. 33 years later, you see all his people and all the ministry and you see Apostle Paul coming. You start to see and everything. You're like, wow, it's not that long ago. This is something that changed people's lives. And we, we, create, we create nice shiny packages that we never open. And just for people to experience something that is so much more. And I wonder if it's because we have resulted to Christmas being just a season, a day. I wonder if we just reverse everything down to December 25th, which I don't think he intended for it to be just one day of year. 
And so I go back to the storyline of what Jesus and God was talking about. Think about it. I mean, not too long ago, they were literally having this conversation. I know it's kind of hard for us to try to fathom, but can I walk you through some things real quickly as we sort of just talk about and finish this out? I want you to just really lean in and think about this. Here we have God and Jesus talking about the world and how he believes Jesus is perfect. I mean, come on, he's dad, right? Every, every dad thinks their son is perfect. Well, except the third child. And then you look at everybody else. Right? He, he, he's the one and only son. And he's, and he's pretty perfect. And he sends, him out, he sends him out as a gift to the world. To us. To embrace. Crazy, I know. But here comes Jesus. And he says, yes, I'll do it. I'll go, dad. And he wants to be a part of life change because he, watched, he watches people to, when he experiences their father, when he experiences his dad. He's like, yes, I want to be a part of that. Can I go, can I go do this, dad? This would be awesome. I want to go, dad. I, I, know, I know it. I'll accept the mission because change lives. What? Change lives. But in order to do it, Jesus, it's not going to be easy. This road is not going to be fun, Jesus. It will cost you something. But Jesus says, I'm all in. Like, Dad, I can do this. I got this. The first thing God does is, he says, okay. He said, Jesus, we got to select the perfect mother. We're not looking for looks. We're looking for pureness, holiness. And her name is Mary. She's going to be your mom. You're going to really like her. She's a young girl who everybody's going to pick on because she's pregnant. She actually lives in Nazareth. She's going to, she's going to devote her whole life. She's going to be fully devoted to our will, Jesus. It's going to be fun. I'm going to come in a form of an angel and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to her. She is the perfect and pure in every way. She's a virgin and she saved herself, Jesus. Now your earthly dad, <laughs> he's going to be Joseph. He's going to be your stepdad, okay? Because I'm your dad. Let's get it straight. He's wise though. He can use his hands and he's going to teach you things and you're going to learn from him because he wants to be a part of your life and you should just embrace him. He's going to show you things that I can't show you. He's going to do things that literally are there on earth that, that can change people's lives. And even though, even though, though, you already know, though, most of them, just, just throw him a bone and act like you don't know. Just go along with it. He just wants to be a part of your life. And just so we're clear, Jesus, you're going to leave this. You're going to leave the glory of heaven to go down there on earth. You still in? Jesus, you up for it? He's like, yeah, dad, I'm all in. I'm good. Well, this is what we're going to do next then. The Holy Spirit has got to be involved in this. And we turn and we, hey, come on up. You, you need to be a part of this conversation too, okay? Come on in. God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He, he's going to connect with Mary and he's going to, he's going to spend nine months. You're now going to spend nine months in her womb. I know it's going to sound kind of weird, but like you just got to go with it. This is what we do on, on earth. Nine months. 
It's going to be really cramped in there, and you're not going to like it at all because this is a lot of glory, but down there, that's not. It's, 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 it's not. And then, and then Mary is going to do something really weird to you. She's going to push you out, <laughs> all right? And it's going to hurt, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be hard. And then the next thing you know, you're here. You're, you're, it's going to happen, Jesus. And, and, and are you sure, Dad? Yes, yes, son. You have to be born of a woman because in order for this gift to work, you have to be in the world. You have to be all God and all man in the world. And here's the crazy thing. For the most, for the most years, people expect you to be born in a palace. But here's the crazy thing. We're going to trip them up. We're going to throw them a fastball. We're gonna we're gonna be so humble about it, so humble about it, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this in a common place. In fact, I think in the current circumstance, the wisest thing to do. It, what about a like a manger, a cave, next to farm animals? And Jesus is like, I like it. I like it. And everyone will know will come. Everybody will, will come and, and be a part of this and, and they'll be looking for you, Jesus, because we've been talking about you for years. And everyone will know that I came for them, not just the rich and the powerful, but the common and the ordinary. Jesus, when you are born, things are going to get very complicated before you take your very first steps. Satan's going to know something's up and the demons in hell will be threatened because they will feel your presence They feel your presence, Jesus. They are going to try to kill you, by the way, from day one. They they cannot touch you. They cannot touch you, but they will use other people. Still in? Yep, I'm all in. Who's going to protect me? Your mom and dad. Okay, okay. The first time you will notice it will be with King Herod because of his jealousy. His rage will cause many babies that are under the age of two to die at his hand, hoping he has killed you, Jesus. Your family will be in danger, but I will send a spirit again and and warn your dad, and he will listen, and you guys will flee to safety. And there you will begin to learn and grow in wisdom and in stature, and you'll learn of your powers, and you'll begin working with wood. And you will find satisfaction in serving people and loving people. You'll, be, you'll learn how to love God even more and love people. It's going to change people's lives. You are going to be really good at it, by the way. You are going to be the example for everybody to lean into. But here's the truth. There's going to be some that won't respect you. Especially people in your hometown. They won't respect you. The truth is, is, is the very wood you use to make tables and and craft things from will be the wood they use to build a cross, to build the the cross that will carry you. Eventually, Jesus, you will start your ministry and people will follow you. They They will follow you simply because of how you love people and how you're doing miracles. And the first one will be water into wine, which will drive Christians for decades to come crazy. They will debate this. Was it real or is it non-alcoholic? Because it does exist, okay? 
That's right. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll debate. Churches will split Jesus because of this conversation. The Baptists will go nuts. Jesus, you're, you're going to heal blind people. You're, you're going to open up deaf ears. You're going to heal the broken legs. And you're going to actually do the impossible. Jesus, you're going to raise people from the dead. The crazy thing is, is people are still going to hate you. They're still going to hate you. They're going to reject this gift. But Jesus, your, your job is to do one thing. You're just to show them my love for them. Jesus, you, you just keep on touching the lepers. You keep on touching the, your, your love and, and you befriend the prostitutes, Jesus. You befriend those prostitutes and, and your love, you love them especially those that religions reject you. And let's change lives together. And the more you love, the more they will hate. But you keep on loving them. Jesus, are you still in? Yep, I'm all in. This is going to be great. Jesus, I want you to understand this. Okay, I, I literally, if you're not listening, Jesus, I want you to listen See, this is the most important piece is, is love isn't what we do. Love is what we are. You see, love is not something we, we, we do. It's, 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 it's who we are. We are a gift that changes life because love changes everything. And when the devil attacks full force and he throws his fiery darts and he throws them in the valley, he throws them in the wilderness, and he throws them in the storms, Jesus. You fight back with the word, the truth, and the light, and the love that's in you to him. When, they, when, they, when Satan tries to tempt you by turning stones into food, Jesus, what will you say? You fire back. Man shall not eat on bread alone, but from the word my daddy says. Good, Jesus. You got it. And then Jesus, hey, he's going to test you. Dad, I've got this. Thou shalt not test my dad because he wins every time. Good job, Jesus. And then he will tell you, he will give you the whole world if you just bow down. Dad, I got this. I'm ready. I'm going to say, not today, Satan. Get behind me. Perfect. You see, you're going to have some amazing, beautiful, good friends, disciples who you love and care for. Love them. You do life with them. Teach them. Tell them the, the things to come. Tell them of things out of this world. And eventually, here's the truth, Jesus. Those close friends, some of them, some of them will leave you. Some of them will depart from you. They will hurt you. And honestly, one of your best friends, Peter, he will betray you. And Judas, you might not even want to pick him because he'll betray you with a kiss that will kill you. Dad, can I pick a better friend? Nope, you got to go with it. You just got to go with it, son. That hurt will lead to some real pain, Jesus. You will sweat drops of blood. 
Jesus, look, look at me. Come on, focus up right here. The cross is worse than you can possibly imagine. That sequoia, it hurts. From seed to sequoia, Jesus, it's going to hurt. These men will beat you until you don't even look human on the cross. You're going to be naked for everybody. You're going to be humiliated. But remember, Jesus, I will always be with you until, Jesus, until this one, this is going to hurt. Until you become sin. At which point you're going to feel like you're all alone in the valley, in the wilderness, in the storm that will never end. You're going to hurt and you're going to cry out, Dad, where are you? God, why have you left me? And then you're going to say, it's finished. Minutes later when you die, it's going to seem like they won. But the truth is, the gift is getting ready to come alive to save the world and you won't be dead forever. It's just going to be seconds. Three days to be exact. You see, women will come to the tomb and Mary and Martha, the stone won't even be there and neither will you because you're going to be alive. Jesus, you can tell them about these things and you can tell them about the truth and you can tell them about our spirit, how he will change everything and how he will encounter us. And it says it in John 14, verse 15 through 19. If you love me, if you love me, keep my commands. Tell them this, teach them this. And I will ask the Father and he will give you uh, another advocate to, to help you and be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. The, the world cannot accept him because it, it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. And then before I leave earth, Jesus, before we depart, you need to remind them of what to do. You need to remind them one more time, encourage them, fan their flame. Because telling their story matters. And in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely, here it is, I am with you always to the very end of the age. I can share that with him, Jesus, or Dad? Yes, Jesus. Remind them that you will never leave them. You will never forsake them. And I, you will be there with them always. And, and with that moment, Jesus was sent in the form of a baby to us. To us. To us, a son is given. A gift to us. And the, the one and only requirement that we have to do is to what? Is to open it up. To open it up which could change everything. Why did he give the greatest gift in the world in the form of a baby? Because he loves us. And you love 
When you love people, you give what? The best. Something that could change lives. Sometimes we feel like it's the new car, new phone, new iPhone, new watch phone, new whatever. But here's the truth. What we really need is him. We are a real love. God, Jesus, and his spirit are a real love that changes lives forever. Not just something that ends up broken in the dump or never used again. See, God wants to give you life through Jesus. And it's not just coming in the, for the righteous or the wealthy, but for the sick and the sinners. And he's giving us Jesus to lead us. Just like a sheep needs a shepherd to lead us. You see, Jesus will show us his dad's love, the father's love in a way that changes everything because he can't shout his love loud enough from the heavens. He, he will show it to them on earth through this, his one and only begotten son, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. I want you to hear it one more time. And she will have a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message. Through the prophet, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel will never leave you, forsake you. He will always be with you. He will, his spirit dwells inside you. You, when you're lost, he is actually right there as your God. You're not alone. He is, he is w with you as your company. When you're hurting, he's your comforter. When you're afraid, he is with you as your peace. When you're sick, he is your healer. When you're weak, he, he is he's your strength. And when you're dead, lost in your sins... He is with you as your Savior. He is Emmanuel, who came to save us from our sins. You see, Christmas is not just a moment, a day, celebrated one time a year. That's what we grew up knowing. That's the culture that we live in. And, and that's the culture we actually promote you see, I want you to know that Christmas is all year long. It's, it's Jesus with every step you take, with every breath you breathe, with every heart beat you have. 
It's God with us. His spirit is with us. When we open this Christmas gift and we shred it open for the very first time, when we open it, it changes everything. Everything changes when you decide to open it to its fullness. When you fully devote yourself to this, it changes everything. We just have to receive it and open it. What good's a present that's left underneath the Christmas tree? We wonder whose it is. We look at it. It's got a nice bow. Can't figure it out. But if you never open it up, this gift of love, some people never, ever open it because they go off what they know. And what I know is from here to here is about 18 inches. And there's going to be people in this room that are listening to this message that miss heaven by 18 inches because what they know is not how they love. They know the story of Jesus, but they don't love Jesus. It's a gift. And in Revelation 3.20, it says this. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Just as we have gifts to those we love and we receive them and upon them, God has given to mankind the gift of life, eternal life through his son, Jesus. And to have a gift that's this powerful, this amazing, mankind must come and receive it, take it into their possessions and hold it and, and literally cherish it for the rest of their lives and then allow it to blend into the eternal. But the first step is to open it. Jesus We thank you so much for what you're doing and how you do it, how you loved us, how you ushered in your presence of love through a small gift, a small gift impacted so many lives. It's almost unthinkable. But that same gift is for us today. It's just to open, to begin a relationship, to understand the love of the Father in a way that can change any heart. And so God, today, may we just lean into that. May we experience that. And may we know Emmanuel, God with us.